It's health and wellbeing. Our naturopath David Loman with us today. We're talking about the kidneys. That's our topic today. Now, what do our kidneys do, David? They filter our blood, Dave, mm-hmm. and that's extremely important because the whole volume of our blood goes through the kidneys every hour, time and time again. And the difficulty is that we can have kidney disease and not even know it. And it's one of the things we pick up in the biochemical tests that we do is whether there's protein in the urine or whether there's um, blood in the urine or whether there's leukocytes, which is a sign of infection, because all of those things can be leading to show that the kidneys are actually under too much pressure. The biggest thing that causes pressure, though, and the thing that I really want to talk about is lack of water. So when the body has a lack of water, naturally the blood is going to be much thicker than what it needs to be. What role does the water play? Does it help flush through the kidneys? <laughs> it thins everything. Yeah. It thins everything. So if the blood is thinner and it's going through the kidneys thinner, there's less pressure on the kidney. So therefore the kidney can actually rest more than if the blood was too thick. And that's one of the causes of high blood pressure is that the thickness of the blood is actually putting too much pressure on the kidneys. So naturopathically, the first thing step that we do when we're working with people is say, how much water are you drinking? And let's see if we can get it up to this amount, which is more in balance with where your body weight is. Because the body weight is an indication of how much vascular system a person has. Now, what can uh, damage our kidneys? Well, the wrong food can damage our kidneys. Lack of water can damage our kidneys. Accident, stress, trauma can damage our kidneys. Any excess of anything can damage our kidneys because the filtration through the blood is going to either allow the kidneys to work easily or that they will work too hard. So most people with kidney damage uh, have had things like diabetes or something like that. So sugar is a major damager for the kidneys. And it breaks down, it causes a breakdown because of the lack of oxygen in the blood, the lack of nutrients in the blood. It's got it's got too much of the wrong things in the blood, not enough of the right things. The kidneys have to work harder. So anything which causes the kidneys to work too hard means that the kidneys are liable to be damaged. Now, we have two kidneys, but some people live a life with just one. They do. What's that like? Well, the... Truth is, and you know, I'm report what I did today to look more at the kidney side of things was just to look at Kidney Australia, the website, and it's got all the information there. But they are saying, and I didn't even realize this, it's not uncommon for people to lose up to 90% of their kidney function before getting any symptoms at all. So people can live a near normal life with as little as 20% of their total kidney function. That's how fantastic the kidneys are. But their normal life would not be what I would call a normal life, if you know what I mean, because there's tiredness involved, there's lethargy, there's fatigue, there's a whole lot of different things going on because their body is not biochemically balanced, and it couldn't be to only be existing on 20% of kidney function. Now, our body sends us messages. It sends us indications that there's a problem or, or something that we need to attend to. What would be some of the messages or some of the symptoms we would get sent to let us know that we've got a problem with our kidneys? A big one would be tiredness. Um, another one would be high blood pressure. Another one would be cholesterol, because all of that is showing that the blood's too thick. Another one would be heart issues, um, heart problems. Um, the kidney filters through to our urine. Would, yes. there be, would we get some signs through that? We may if we get a bladder infection because of the pressure, but that's often more related to bowel as well, and it's related to waste material held in the body too long. 
when I was younger, uh, I would could go all day basically, go to school and not go to urinate at all. You know, just go whole, through the whole day and not go to the toilet. Mm. And I just learned to do that because I didn't drink water. So it was real easy to do that. But once I started to drink water and I found that I had a replenishment thing going on. So is it on, good to go to the toilet quite a lot during the day? Is that abs- good for your body? Absolutely. In cleansing stages, especially when we're doing detox diets with people and we're increasing their water. Some people drink less than a litre. You know, they might weigh 100 kilos and they're drinking less than a litre of water a day where it should be three times as much as that. The the problem is that the, the blood then becomes too thick the body becomes lethargic or or you've got to push harder to actually you get the same amount of energy that you might have had at 15 or 16 and and the whole system begins to crash down so there's lots of good things that can be done losing weight taking control of the sugars in the diet drinking the right amount of water for the body are all going to help rebalance the body we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll look at the impact that drinking alcohol has on the kidneys. We'll do that in just a moment. It's Health and Wellbeing with naturopath David Lomond at 2 in URFM 103.7. Newcastle and Hutter Valleys, 2 in URFM 103.7. Tuesday afternoon, Health and Wellbeing with naturopath David Lomond. Before the break, we spoke about if you're taking more water into your life, you're trying to increase that, chances are you will be going to the toilet quite a lot more in your life. And we uh, that's where we left off just a moment ago. To start with. And what happens is that over time, as your body rebuilds itself, everything stabilizes more. And, and then it's normal to go for about six times a day. That, that's probably about the, the amount that most people would go when they're reasonably healthy. Uh, anybody who starts off on a program, though, is usually going to go 10, 12, 14 times a day because their body's not used to holding that volume of water. And it also has to flush out the waste material more frequently. So, and that's what it's doing. So there's nothing wrong with that. Just stay near a loo when you're, uh, when you're on a detox program. That's all. Now, what about alcohol? Alcohol and the kidneys. Alcohol can severely damage the kidneys. Um, besides the fact that it all contains some forms of sugar and you're usually drinking it with sugary drinks anyway, um, which is going to have an effect on the kidneys. There's a breakdown of the kidneys attributed to alcohol probably more than anything else. And um, because the kidneys have to filter the blood so consistently, every hour they're filtering that blood, they're probably doing it 12 to 20 times an hour, just filtering the blood, filtering the blood. Any waste material which is in that blood that isn't nutritionally value for the body, the kidneys have to filter out. So they're under pressure if there's too much alcohol being drank. And we damage our kidneys through drinking too much alcohol. It can lead to chronic kidney disease, which can lead to even further problems. Well, it can lead to death. So, and the breakdown of the kidneys can lead to diabetes, uh, or diabetes is connected with the breakdown of the kidneys. But it's basically the same sort of process. Too high sugars in the blood can be caused by the person having too much sugar, but it can also be caused because the blood is too thick because not enough water is being drank and therefore the system isn't being diluted enough. When I'm talking to people, I like to try and keep it as simple as I can. If you've got a, uh, a muddy bucket, for instance, you know, that you've got mud in the bottom and you stir that bucket up, then that is going to look pretty gross. But if you put a hose in there with fresh water, over time the fresh water will displace the mud and therefore the water in the bucket will become cleaner and cleaner. 
And that's what we're doing when we're inviting people to drink more water. We're actually cleaning the blood in the same way as we clean the bucket. Now, tell us, through RBTI, can we clarify and gauge where our kidneys are at? What we engage, what we look at, we look at how well the, the body is actually functioning for a number of different parameters. And two of the most important ones are the level of carbohydrate that are actually showing in the urine. And by knowing that, we know more concisely where the energy is and also the salts in the urine, which tell us whether the body is getting rid of the right amount of salt or whether it's got too much salt or if it's clogged up with salt. So often we find with uh, people who are severely overweight and have diabetes, the carbohydrate level is way over the top, but the salt level coming out from their body is very low. And that's one of the indications with the RBTI that someone has diabetes. And I've worked with people with brittle diabetes. And when we've got the right amount of water into their body along with the right type of diet, they've generally been able to readjust their insulin levels and their medicines to a much more stable level. And the brittle diabetes has basically gone away. So those that have diabetes, is it known that they'll also pretty much have kidney problems also? Generally, those people with diabetes are at greater risk of kidney problem. And I believe it's because of the amount of sugar, but also the lack of oxygen, but also the thickness of the blood. Because whenever I've treated someone again with that diabetic type syndrome, their blood is usually too thick and their water intake is too low. So just by getting people to drink more water and diluting what goes into their body, and it's got to be water and it's got to be clean water, they actually take a lot of pressure off of both their liver and their kidneys, and that helps them regulate their blood sugar much more in a balanced way. Naturopath David Lomans here taking your calls on 49216216. Good afternoon, Joyce. Oh, good afternoon, Dave. How are you? Good afternoon, Joyce. Oh, David, how are you? Yeah, good. Um, look, just a short question, please. Uh, a lot of people are giving uh, medication for um, thinning the blood, you like uh, aspirin or disprin and that type of thing. Yes. And they've got to knock them off before operations. Uh, but they needn't take those if they drink a lot of water. Would that be correct? Or It would depend on the individual, Joyce, and where they were and how much inflammation there was in their system. Uh, the aspirin is given as a prevention for heart attacks usually and to thin the blood. But what it actually does, it um, the old research showed that the aspirin actually killed red blood cells in the blood, which is one way of thinning the blood. Kill off a few blood cells and you can actually thin the blood. I would much rather look at it from the point of view of helping a person who was going in for an operation, getting them on the right amount of water and a good nutritional program so that they would recover faster, I believe, from the operation as well. I see, right. No, that, that, that does answer my question, David. Thank you very, very much. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you, Joyce, for calling 49216216. Hello, Wayne. What would you like to talk to David about? Mate, I want to find out, like I've heard different stories about water, as in soda water and mineral water. Yes, Wayne. Uh, yeah. Are they healthy for you or are they not? Uh, generally not, because they contain carbonated products. So from that point of view, but if I was going to drink either, I would generally drink soda water. Oh, okay. It's, it's, it has a, a better effect, I believe, on the body than the mineral water does. All right. Thank you for that one, Wayne. We're continuing with your calls on 49216216. Hello, who's calling? Uh, yeah, hi, it's Michelle. Michelle, what would you like to talk to David about? 
Well, he's talking about kidneys and liver and water and alcohol. I just wanted to ask about pancreas. Yes. Um, is there anything else that, other than alcohol that uh, contributes to the pancreas becoming inflamed and causing problems? As in pancreatitis? Yeah, and getting a bit of pain and inflammation and all that sort of thing. It will basically, whatever overloads the body is going to cause some problems with the pancreas because the pancreas regulates a, a number of different factors in the body, including the digestion of foods, proteins, etc. So too much protein will actually cause a problem, but likewise too much of the wrong carbohydrates will cause a problem as well. And also if the liver is um, compromised at all, because the liver has to feed the pancreas the nutrients it needs to make the enzymes, then any compromisation of the liver is going to cause a, a flow-on effect and compromise the pancreas. Have you got any problems with that at the moment? Oh, Michelle? well, I'm just curious because, uh, you know, it seems like my liver and everything's okay, but the pancreas might be a little bit inflamed and, um, you know, I still enjoy a couple of medicinal um, cleansing nails and that, but I don't drink that much, you know what I mean? So that's why I'm thinking, well, I wouldn't have thought I'd be having problems with the pancreas if the liver and everything's okay, you know what I mean? Well, it, it depends, like everything else, there is genetics involved in this as well because it mm. depends on how strong the pancreas is when you're born as well. Right. So um, my, like with my family, my father was in prison war camp for three and a half years. So when I was born, I was born with a weak constitution mm. and I've had to build that constitution up over the years. So... Right. If there was any diabetes in your family, if there's been pancreatic problems in the family, if there's been liver conditions in the family, then chances are there would be a genetic weakness passed down. And that's okay. just part of the issue. But getting a test, uh, coming to one of our seminars, finding out where your whole biochemistry is, is the way that I would look at it. There you go, Michelle. Thank you for giving us a call. We hope that helped you out a little bit. Now, you mentioned coming to one of your seminars. I think next week we're about seven days away from one. It is, yes, on the 7th, next Tuesday. If we'd like more details about that or finding out if we could come along, how do we go about call that? Call Philip on 044-888-3838. That's 044-888-3838 for Philip. You can give him a call and find out more details. That one is happening next he week. He takes all the bookings. That one's yeah. at uh, New Lambton Heights.